A Hispanic Serving Institution, or HSI, is an institution where at least 25% of its full-time undergraduate enrollment are Hispanic students. The University of Texas reached 27% Hispanic enrollment during the fall 2021 semester, the highest it's ever been. But is the university actually helping its Hispanic students? Some Hispanic students on campus were not aware of the HSI status or the meaning behind it. They spoke on their own experiences as Hispanic students at the university. Maria Villarreal is the president of the Latin Economic Business Association, or LIBA. She said that knowing that UT just recently reached the minimum threshold of Hispanic enrollment is somewhat disappointing because it highlights the disadvantages and isolation that Hispanic students face, especially when it comes to academic opportunity and higher education. Many students come to LIBA later on in their sophomore, junior years, wondering why they didn't find this organization in their freshman year and how they didn't find any representation for Hispanic Latino organizations on campus. Like, there's so few, and it saddens me to think that we as organizations aren't doing enough, but then it's also on the school, on the university as a whole, to push for our names to be uplifted as well. When it comes to faculty diversity and representation, Villarreal thinks that UT still has a long way to go and that the university should push for more Hispanic staff because their presence positively impacts students. In my whole academic career, I have probably only taken four professors who identify as Hispanic or Latino. And it's hard to hear because it's exciting when you see someone who looks like you, someone that can speaks like you, someone who shares your same culture or, or identity in higher education, in a classroom, teaching or being so knowledgeable in these topics. UT is one of 54 HSIs in the state. As part of the recognition, the university created the HSI Transition Committee the committee laid out recommendations for the university to follow. Co-chair Dr. Joseli Miners says that the committee does not only want the title and the numbers of an HSI, but to actually serve the Hispanic community. One of our recommendations from one of our subgroups, the academic subgroup, is that we would like for the faculty and staff to accurately represent the diversity in the students. So if we are 25% Hispanic, it would be ideal to also have 25% Hispanic faculty. Delilah Rivera is a third-year student and representative on the HSI committee. She says that the HSI recognition should push the administration to address the needs of Hispanic students. Rivera adds that the university cannot embrace the term without actually putting in the work to serve Hispanic students. I feel like there's a lot of work to be done because even now, like, we have a status, but I feel like nothing's changed. So it just means that a lot of change has to happen in order to accommodate the Hispanic uh, population now. You would want the student uh, population to at least reflect the Texas population. It kind of sucks that we just now recently reached that milestone when it should have happened a long time ago. Dr. Richard Flores is the chair of the HSI Steering Committee 
which was created to review and carry out the recommendations laid out by the Transition Committee. He says that the university has made great strides. Flores added that the retention rate for first-year Latino students is over 95%. The way I look at it is that we're there. We need to continue to work to keep the students we get and continue to work to recruit more. Dr. Alberto Martinez is a history professor at UT and was the lead author behind the Hispanic Equity Report. The 2019 report was put together by eight UT professors and found disparities between Hispanic and white faculty members. We're just asking to be paid the same as our non-Hispanic white peers. It's very difficult for me to think that this is an equal employment opportunity institution. Other people say things, white people, and their proposals get adopted very quickly and enacted. We say something and they get ignored. Martinez said that improvements such as the Texas Advance Commitment help students of color from middle and lower class backgrounds. The commitment pays for students' entire or partial tuition based on their family's income, though he says that timing is crucial. So that kind of thing is great. It just should have happened long ago. Similarly, HSI status is great, but it's sad and embarrassing that it has taken so long. Nearly or practically 40% of the population in Texas is Hispanic. So it's just shocking. It's, it's the degree of underrepresentation in the student body and in the professor body at this university is shocking to me. And so, so it's hard to look at that and call it progress. UT is very late in the game, so any progress that UT has is something that should have happened 20 years ago. UT spokesperson Eliska Padilla states that while there is still work to be done, the university takes pride in its efforts to grow Hispanic enrollment. Nine Hispanic full professors, including me, filed formal complaints of discrimination in regards to pay for being Hispanic at this university and because of that the U.S. Department of Labor has been investigating UT for over a year now to, to analyze these, uh, these kinds of problems. Padilla stated that the university did receive the complaints but that the university maintained its position that its pay is not discriminatory. The university will continue to cooperate with the Department of Labor to ensure its access to the necessary information to complete its inquiry and dismiss the matter. Martinez added that the university should focus on recruitment in order to fairly serve the people of Texas. He gave the example of changing the admissions method to increase the enrollment of Hispanic and black students. So they've gone all the way to the Supreme Court claiming that they use holistic admissions to increase the enrollment of black and brown students. Unfortunately, sadly, it's not true at all. That's not what happens. What happens is every year the number of a black and Hispanic students that are admitted through automatic admissions is a big percentage. Emilet Cavazos is the president of the Kappa Delta Chi sorority of the Latino Panhellenic Council and shares more enthusiastic opinions about UT holding the HSI title. At least for me, being able to know that we are attending a university that has that recognition of being or holding this title in a way is empowering because as a lot of the times when you attend a predominantly white institution, it 
can feel very overwhelming and it could put students um, to be subject to um, imposter syndrome and then feel like they don't belong when in the end of the day, all of us could probably relate to this. Although UT being an HSI doesn't necessarily mean that the institution has to actively be doing something for every student, Cavazos believes that UT provides ample resources for first-gen Hispanic students such as herself. Whether that be with like resources or whether that be with first generation programs that they do have. Um, me, myself, um, I worked within the student services office for the first three years and with them like I got to learn a lot about the first gen programs that they have here, which also cater to providing scholarships for them and like finding interest groups, finding them, uh, being able to connect students that are, are coming from similar backgrounds because finding a common ground really does um, start a relationship or a community here. Brenda Rodriguez, president of another Latino Panhellenic Council sorority, Sigma Lambda Alpha, says that she believes that it is mostly the student organizations that are putting in the work to create a welcoming and safe environment for students. As a student, we try to do more, you know, try to be like supportive of each other because we all know like our struggles and we know where we all come from. Cavazos echoed many of Uriel's sentiments and said that she feels like she wasn't as exposed to faculty with similar backgrounds as she would have liked. As far as my knowledge goes, I don't think I've ever had um, a Hispanic or Latinx professor in my time here. However, Rodriguez says that she got to meet many professors from various international backgrounds. I just feel like UP has like many professors from different backgrounds, like not even just Hispanic or white. Like for my French classes, I, I was speaking French from like actual French people. So I, don't, I think there's like different um, back, backgrounds here at UP, which is kind of nice. As Martinez had described, the three students interviewed had similar acceptances into UT that are common for students of Hispanic backgrounds. Both Rodriguez and Cavazos had automatic admission, while Villarreal was accepted as an international student. I had to apply as an international student, which meant that at my school I just had no support from academic counseling for, for US universities. I had to do all of the whole apply Texas process on my own. You know, Spanish being your first language, it also has a language barrier for when you're taking taking the SATs. While Villarreal dealt with the application process on her own, Rodriguez shared that support from her high school was crucial when making the move to Austin. I know in my high school, if it wasn't for my AVID program, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be here today. What was repeated throughout was that their organizations helped them be connected to their culture and form a part of the community. Villarreal says that Liba transformed her years in UT in all aspects of her life. So many people have found so many great opportunities in business, in friendships, or in just networking in general through our organization. That's something that I want to be doing. I feel like when you connect with people, as I mentioned, that have similar identities as you, it's, that's one connection that binds you, and you want to help others like yourself 
be uplifted in whatever area or of expertise or knowledge that you work in. So I think I think that's something that we do well. Cavasso says that what attracted her to Kappa Delta Chi was the Latino-based culture. She says that she's proud of all the positive things that the service focus of her sorority has achieved. She hopes that the sorority can be an example for other Hispanic girls. Here at the University of Texas, Capital Tech High has an annual event called Longhorns Leaders Day, where we bring out um, middle school and high school girls from across Texas um, to come to the university for a day, so kind of like a field trip day, where we really is catered to predominantly Hispanic um high schools and middle schools around Texas. Um, and then we bring them out to the university to give them a tour. Um, we have, we host workshops for them. This event, although um, it's not strictly like Latin based, um, it does cater to Latinx communities um, as well as like first gen, because at the end of the day, we wanna be able to enlist and be a resource to people and girls that were in the same similar situation like us. like. A lot of us do um, our version, and we didn't have anybody to be able to assist us and help us out during this process. Although Rodriguez shares that her sorority is mainly social, she and Cavazos share steep passion and endearment to the organizations that gave them so many sisters to lean on. We might not be everyone's home away from home, but at the end, I, I don't want to say like we're better than like other sororities because we're not. We're just. I guess it's the people in it, you know? For The Daily Texan, I'm Marissa DeLeon. This episode was written and reported on by myself and Maria Probert, and produced by multimedia editor Carly Rose. You can find a link to the 2019 Hispanic Equity Report in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening.